0: Thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, you know we're in
1: that new we're in a new series called Experiencing God Together, and we just kind of opened it up last week. Kind of touched on the uh, intro last week of that, and um, we looked mainly last week at the church um, and. Um, Kind of what is church and who's the head of the church and 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 all this stuff about the church about being the church, and today I want to take us a little bit deeper. This the the, it's a two part message called "God Has No Orphans" and He has no orphans, ladies and gentlemen, zero orphans. And so what I want to do is it's a two part series and it kind of goes two fold. We're going to look at it from God's family okay being being a child of God in God's family Brett you can go ahead and pop that up so they can see that um we're going to look at being the child of God in God's family it's you say well that's a real simple thing no it's not you understand something it's being the child of God being that's movement okay in God's family, okay? Next week, we're going to build on that by being the child of God in the church family. You can't do those backwards. Because if you don't know who you are in God's family, when you come and join a church family, guess what you will be? A mess. You'll be a mess. You'll be a mess. And so what happens to church people who are a mess Guess what the world thinks? Church is a mess. Church is just a mess. No, the church is not a mess. Church people are a mess. Because we don't know, according to Scripture, who we are. And so because we don't know who we are, we don't know how to be. Okay? And so when we join a church and become, quote, the big church family, then because we our identity is muffed up here, we get our feelings hurt over here. Our vice versa, I mean, a whole bunch of different, I don't want to go into all this stuff, okay? But you've seen it, unfortunately, okay? And so I think it's very important that we understand who we are in God's family, okay, before we ever join the church family. That makes sense to you guys? Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to break that down today. Break that next slide, buddy. You are the child of God, brought into his family by the power and grace of Jesus' sacrifice for you. Now, it's cold outside, but this is about to warm you up up. You you're about to go out of here and you're going to melt sleet as you walk to your car. Okay? Because this is about to pump you up. If you're like, I don't really know who I am, you're about to know who you are. Then it's a matter of doing what you know to do, okay? That is the key right there. You are a child of God, not by your works, Not by coming to church, not be born into the right family, not because your mom and daddy are saved, not because you belong to First Baptist Church Bushland, not because of any of that stuff except the cross of Calvary. That's it, my friends. That's what makes you a child of God, all right? That's what makes you a child of God, all right? Brett, go ahead, buddy. But so often, boy, we probably want to underline so often. But so often, we don't live our lives in response to that truth. We instead live out of the mindset of an orphan. Now, what's an orphan? They don't know who they are. They don't have any parents. They don't even know how they got here. Their, their whole pursuit is, am I an accident? Am I a mistake? Who are my parents? Who's my mom? Who's my dad? What's my identity? What am I good at? All this other stuff. An, an orphan always worries about their home, their food, their shelter, meaning, purpose. You see, you don't. That's that. That should not even cloud you, because why? Because you're a king's kid. The greatest truth in Scripture is that you are a child of God. Period. Okay, period. You are a child of God. Not by my works, not by my, my deeds, not by anything I've done, but because of what He did for me out of His grace and mercy and great unending love for me on Calvary. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. And because of that, He gives me purpose, reason, meaning. He gives me love. He gives me mercy. He gives me grace. He gives me hope. I don't worry about tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow. And I walk in that truth every single day. And my friends, when you walk in that spirit, you have power. 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 And I, I, I had a student in my student ministry, he said, one Sunday, he said, Jeff, I said, how you doing? He said, I'm doing great. Now, I know his parents are going through a divorce. I know that. And that's why I asked that question. I said, how you doing? He said, I'm doing great. I said, you're doing great? He said, Jeff, I'm doing great. Because when my parents on this earth have struggles, it does not reflect my Father in heaven who is constant and who is strong. And because of that, I hold my head up, not in embarrassment of my parents here on earth and their problems, because my parents do not identify me, the king does. And that kid's 17 years old, and I started to transfer my call to ministry to him and get behind him. He walked out with a donut in his hand, and I was like, dude, forget what I said. Can, can you If you could repeat that, i just play that back to my students, and we'd be done. We'd go home. we just go home. Folks, that's it. How many times do we here on earth allow circumstances and situations and people identify us and make our day? How many? Isn't that a tremendous amount of power to give them? Isn't it? They do not deserve equal power to your Father in heaven. So when all of that stuff starts happening around you, why is it that we don't draw from that well that never runs dry? Trust me, that's always going to be going on around us. It's a question of whether we draw from that well to know who we are, according to Scripture. Now, I want to go to Matthew real fast. Brett, this one's not on yours. Don't worry about that, buddy. you got plenty to pop up. Here's how I want to attack this, church. My opinion doesn't matter. What I think doesn't matter. So all I'm going to do this whole rest of the time is I'm going to look at a whole bunch of Scripture that tells us, me and you, who we are. Okay? I mean, just a whole bunch. And so you can write them down, and you can look at them later. I wish you'd look while we're doing it, but we're going to pop most of them up because I want you to know according to Scripture, not according to what Jeff says. Because there will be days you don't like me. There probably is today. And you do not want to listen to me and you don't want to think about what I said and you think i'm weird, which you know that's questionable but but here's the deal according to scripture is what I want you to walk out of here with, according to scripture okay according to scripture I want you to look at matthew first matthew chapter six uh let's uh let's go to twenty five let's go to twenty five matthew twenty matthew six twenty five i'm sorry therefore and when you see therefore in the Bible you always want to ask what's that therefore therefore? Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear, is not life more important than than food and your body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying about by worrying can add a single hour to his life. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See the lilies of the field see the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon and all his splendor were not dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So, do not worry, saying, "What shall I eat, or what shall I drink, or what shall I wear for the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need that you need them, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well as a king's kid, whose goddess, our heavenly father, I had uh, lunch with a god. Uh, this week, and he said, a word that God gave me was, that he's going through a situation. He said, a word that God gave me was, I got this. I got this. Isn't that a great word? I got this. That's what he says to us today, each of us. I don't know your circumstance. I don't know your situation, but hear a word from your heavenly Father. I got this. I got this. I got this. That means, I got this. That means what? I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to control it. I don't need to try to create it. I don't need to try to manipulate it. I just need to what? Trust. Trust, trust, trust. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than the trust and obey. If we can sing it, why can't we live it? And that's a great old hymn, amen? That's a great old hymn, all right? A lot of truth, but what do we try to do? We know he's got it, but we constantly, what, try to help him, try to help him. I have not seen a memo sent to me yet that God's tired. I ain't got it. So if I don't have a memo that says God's tired, guess what? He'll need my help. I trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than trust and obey I don't have to create it. I don't have to make it happen. I don't have to have... He doesn't need me to influence his decision-making. He does it, and I'm obediently followed behind him, no matter what. Brent, let's roll through a bunch of Scripture, brother. I mean a bunch. John 1, 12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become... Children of God mm. children born not of natural descent nor of human decision are a husband's will, but born of God. But when he set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption. To sonship. Come on. Come on. Because you are his sons, God sent his spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Oh, boy. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I want to stop right there, Brett, before we jump any further. He has made you a what? An heir. Mm. Who said this? The Lord Almighty calls you sons and daughters. Can, can, Can anybody say anything to you that trumps that? No. No. So when they say, you're trash, you're stupid, you're a loser, you're dumb, you'll never amount to anything, you don't have a chance. What in the world was God thinking when he hatched you? Well, he was thinking that maybe I was his son and his daughter, according to him, the Lord Almighty. You, man, I'm telling you, students, you need to get it too. You need to get these truths and write these scriptures down, and you need to read them every single day. Every single day. Let's roll on. There's no one more, Brett. Good. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, mm, somebody help me with that. Are the children of God. Mm. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought you about, brought about your adoption to the sonship, and by him we cry, Abba Father. Does that sound familiar? You've heard that before. The Spirit Himself testifies with your spirit. That we are children, and we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ. Oh, that's powerful. If we indeed share in his suffering, in order that we might also share in his glory. Is that it, Brett? That's it. Now, I want you to see something, church. I want you to see something. We are co-heirs, Right? co-heirs. Have you ever thought how much God owns? You ever thought about that? You ever thought how much is God's? It's a bunch, isn't it? Do you understand that you're co-heirs? Do you understand that? Do you live like that? That your daddy owns all this and you're his kid. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not up here talking about prosperity gospel and claim the Z71 pickup and all this stuff. I, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, I, you can't go down the gene, or Ford, and say, hey, my pastor said this is mine. <laughs> it's not what I'm talking about, okay? But what I'm talking about is when the sun comes up in the morning, whose sunset is that? It's mine. You'd argue that it's yours, wouldn't you? I'm going to tell you it's mine. You say, "No, it's mine, nope, it's mine, Folks, everything that is God's is yours. Is God about healing? Then claim it. believe it. Has God got a purpose for your life? You bet he does. Then believe it and walk in it. that all the steps have been ordained? Yes, they have. Why? because he said it who said it the lord almighty then walk in those steps then walk in those steps i meet too many people too many believers too many people who are child of the king who do not live like their child of the king they do not what makes you a child of the king we talked about that his sacrifice on the cross all right we didn't do that we can't do that he did that for us, all right? That's a free gift. We walk in that. I want to ask you some things. What does it mean to be a child of God? Mm. What does it mean to be a co-heir with Christ? It means that all that God has is yours. We talked about it. Your father loves to give amazing gifts, just like I, as a parent, love to give gifts, see, Christmas to me is not as much fun because I don't want to get anything, I just want to give. okay? And the, 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 the thing that struggled, that Melissa and, and Natalie and Brett get frustrated with is, what are we going to get dad? Oh, what are we going to get dad? Oh, my God, he's so hard to shop for. He doesn't want nothing, right? I don't want anything. I mean, I got everything, okay? Uh, I want my kids to get it, but that's the father. He lavishes His love on you. He lavishes gifts on you. He's given you great gifts. Giving you great gifts. Here's something that's mind-boggling. Your heavenly Father loves to spend time with you. Have you ever thought about that? The God of all creation loves to hang with you. You say, well, I love to spend time with the Lord. Can I just tell you that no matter how much you love to spend time with the Lord, He his, his desire to spend time with you trumps that. It does. His love, knows no, his love knows no bounds. His love is pervasive, powerful, and free. You no longer need to worry about whether you have a place in this world because you're not an orphan. Therefore, no need to concern yourself with your clothes or your food or what you'll wear. You no longer have to live in pursuit of the opinion of those around you because the only opinion that matters is the Lord Almighty. God enjoys you. He has a plan for you. He plans to strengthen you, teach you, develop you, give you life, give you a passion and a meaning. To be a child of God is to be loved, But watch this, to be liked, to be liked, and to be completely cared for. Do you know and understand, can you grasp the truth of all of that scripture? Do you understand that you are a joint heir with God, that he loves you, he's crazy about you, he wants to spend time with you, he has a plan for you, he has a purpose for you, Everything that he has is yours. Are you living in that kind of power? Not name it, claim it, but in that power. Are you living in that power today? You might say, what can we do in response to this? Romans 10, 17 says this. Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. It's one thing. To know that you're a child of God, it's another thing to live like you're a child of God. Are you living like a child of God today? You see, here's what you have to understand, that God loves you. Why? Because he loves you. Listen to that again. He loves you. Why? Because he loves you. You see, there's nothing you can do to make him love you more. And there is nothing you can do to make him love you less. Nothing. He absolutely loves you. Not because of what you think about yourself or what you do. Here's what I want you to do. There are two groups of people in this room. There's a group of people in here that have been born of God born by God, created, okay? Nicodemus says, or Jesus told Nicodemus, you've been born of the Spirit. I mean, you've been born of the flesh. Now you must be born of the Spirit. There's folks in here that have truly been born of water, of flesh, okay? God made you. But that does not mean that you're a child of the King, okay? That does not make you a friend of God's. What makes you a friend of God is not a water birth, but is a spirit birth. And when you get saved, the Holy Spirit of God resonates in you. It becomes a place of dwelling in you. When you invite Jesus Christ to come in, he comes inside of you and he saves you. You're born again, okay? You have been born again, which makes you what? A child of God. There is a person or persons in this room That absolutely gets the fact that God made them. But they have never by faith accepted Christ and become a child of God. Here's the deal. You made an effort to come when it's nine degrees and sleep. Do not walk out of here without being a child of God. Don't walk out of here the same way you walked in. There's no reason for that. Because hearing comes by faith, and faith by the Word of God. So today, you've got to call on that faith and walk in it. You've got to walk in it. There's a group of people in here that aren't in that category. They're a child of God. But their thoughts about themselves do not mirror the Word of truth. They don't. You don't say truth about you. You don't live truth out of you, and you don't even believe the truth. You got to stop. As I tell people, you got to flush. You got to flush. You got to flush your mind. Because my friends, that's stinking thinking. I don't want you to do it because I said it. Because what I say doesn't matter. I don't want you to do it because it was said in church. I want you to do it Because it's in the Word of God. And God said it about you. You are joint heirs with Christ. You are a child of the King because of the Lord Almighty's words. And it is high time and it's past time that many of you start walking in that truth. You don't need another group of people around you telling you you're going to make it. That's a beautiful thing. But after 17 and a half years, you need to rise up as a king's kid and by yourself as a joint heir of Christ, start living and walking in the truth. And stop being so needy that everybody has to pick you up 24-7 and carry you out when the king already died for you and you should be walking out. Now I'm I'm not down in small groups and I'm not downing a group of band of brothers and I'm in a posse of chicks. I'm not doing any of that. Okay? I'm sorry, ladies, you're not chicks. But here's the deal. We we put too much on those groups to pick us up week to week. Way too much. It is high time that the church stops needing crutches. I'm just telling you, this world thinks the church is weak. Why? Because we don't know the Word and what the Word says about us, and we don't walk in that. We walk like this. That was a good church. That is great. Oh, Monday's coming. Oh, God, I hate Mondays. Sorry. Sorry. Won't you rise up and walk in the Monday? With your head up as a king's kid, knowing that you're going to get nothing today that wasn't filtered through the mighty hand of the God Almighty. And whatever he delivers on your desk or your lap or your front seat is okay with God. So you can handle it. So go walk in it. And don't go, oh, God, poor little me. I can't wait for men's group. I got to lump this on them. I can't do this. Yeah, you can. It wouldn't have showed up at your house if you couldn't do it. Now, you might need a band of brothers and a posse of sisters sometimes, but you're going to... Hey, let me tell you something. You better start walking like you deserve that group to lift you up. Many of us, the only way we walk is if they carry us. You can't carry somebody 19 years as a king's kid. they got to start walking themselves. you got to start walking. Folks, here's what happens to us. Today, we've got to look at being a child of God, being a child of God in God's family. Next week, we're going to walk in here, and we're going to look at being a child of God's in the church family. You want a church to have power? <laughs> then it's people who make up the church ought to start walking and being a co-heir with Christ. you got to start walking in the abundance of Christ. I came to give them life, and life what? More depressing. No, I came to give them life and life more abundant. Are you walking in abundant life today? Are you just selling for the scraps as a king's kid? You're not supposed to be around the dumpster. Come on, you're supposed to be at the king's table. Why are you not at the king's table? Why not? You just like blue? We'll make the table blue. But get away from the dumpster. Come on, man. You're the church. He's all we got. He's not coming back to redo this. This is is it till eternity. He asked us to be the church, to walk as co-heirs with Christ, according to what? A preacher's opinion? No, according to the word of God. So whether I say it or not, it's still you. It's still you. It's still you. So on a cold day day that you weathered nine degrees in sleep to get here, can I just say something to you? It's not by accident. It's not by accident. It's for a purpose. So I'm looking at a pretty good army right here that's about to go melt this ice. About to walk out of here different than they walked in. Hopefully, some of you the same as you walked in, but you got to walk out of here believing who you are. All right? believing in who you are. Two people here today. One that is not a child of the king. Oh, yeah, I've been born of water, but not of spirit. Don't leave here today like that. Second, child of God, no doubt about it. But you got to flush. You got to flush, man. You got to flush. Because you're not living according to. To the word you're not you're letting other people identify you you're letting other people dictate you you're letting circumstances and situation define you my friends the only Webster dictionary for the child of the king is right here okay if he doesn't say that about you in here that's not you that's not you so you can choose to live a lie you can live truth. I can't make that for you. No matter how bad I want it, I can't do that for you. And I love you a bunch. No, right there, you got to live according to that. So today, as we enter a time of invitation, invitation is simple, isn't it? Two people. One that's not a child of God's. And one that is but it's not living by the truth of the Word, of who the Word says they are. The altar will be open. I'll be down front. There'll be some couples here to pray for you. But it's very, very simple today. Very simple. For some of us, we ain't heard anything new. But sadly, even though we've heard it before, this time, got to leave better marks so maybe getting out of your pew or your chair coming up here just a tangible act of surrender the tangible act of bowing down and saying I lay all my stinking thinking down I lay all those words that I speak about myself and I allow others to speak about me and I lay them down here and when I stand back up Jesus I'm going to walk in you as a joint heir of Christ." There's some of you that need to tangibly do that because all the promises made right where you stand don't get past Monday many times. And so I'm going to ask you to stand with me after we pray. And as you stand and you say, God, I know I need to go down there and lay some stuff down. Do not hesitate. Immediately when your legs straighten up, you just keep walking. Please say excuse me if you're in the middle, but just keep walking. And you come. And you may not know why you're coming, but I promise you, before your knees hit that altar, you'll know. You'll know. Pray with me. Father, this morning, the invitation is simple, and it is an invitation from the Father. Either you do not know Christ. That right now, you're not a joint heir of Christ because you've never, ever been born again. Today, I pray that that person or persons does not walk out of these doors without meeting Jesus face to face, inviting Jesus to change their lives and save them. Father, I pray for that person or persons Who knows beyond a shadow of a doubt, no doubt that they're a child of God. No doubt. But God, they do not have power in their life at all. They are not walking in abundance with you. They're not even living in abundance with you. They're constantly moody. You're not constantly moody as a God. You're constant. And so, God, I pray today that you will allow the child of God to be the child of God. that if they will remove all that thinking, transform their minds by the renewing of their faith, as Roman tells us. By the renewing of the word, man, in our lives. So, Father, during the invitation time, may we respond to you because this is ultimately your invitation, your invite to us. And so, Father, may we follow you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I'm going to ask you to stand. I'll be down front. These couples are down front. Altar is open. You come and you move as God moves you.
2: You more more than yesterday, I need you more more than words can say I need you more than.
1: Ask our deacons that come forward at this time. Hey, again, church! Thank you so much for your faithfulness and giving. Welcome to March. Man, that was quick. Uh, let's start March strong. Uh, summer's coming, and so let's uh, let's continue to be faithful in your giving as God continues
0: to bless. Ask your prayer. I just want to thank you for allowing us to do all things and being the strength, Lord Jesus, that helps us to do that. And I just ask that we would walk in that strength each day and uh, just trust in faith that you would fulfill that promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now in this time of tithe and offering, God, I I just ask that you would, you would show your power in that, that you would stretch it out and multiply it so that we could not just uh, re- reach the people here and continue doing ministry here. But that we could stretch out and do ministry elsewhere. We could reach out into uh, this region and into this world and bring them your power, your love, and your truth. Amen. You may be seated.
2: Thanks, Bob. Bless the Lord.
3: morning everybody nice and cold outside today it's good out there in your bulletin see a little handout says fbc child check-in um we're pretty excited about this to be honest with you as a church we're uh our church is getting so big like we got to start taking a little bit more precautionary uh steps for the safety of our kids so um we have a new check-in system that we're going to launch um, next week. We've been kind of doing trial runs on it and all that stuff, making sure they work. Some of you probably got your kids checked in today. You'll notice they get two uh, tags printed out. One, you put on the child. The other one's for you, the parent. Do not lose that tag or you don't get your kid back. And no losing it on purpose either. Okay? I know I know some of you are already thinking that. Okay, we're good, right? Because my house is only so big. Okay, so um, <laughs> just joke. I did want to go over just a few things with you, though, just real quick, because uh, it would just really help us out with this. Again, with anything new, we tried. We I think we've worked out all the bugs that we know. Okay, we, we've had this thing for a while, and yeah, Tammy's back there crossing her fingers that we've got them all marked, or got them all taken care of. I think we do. Um but when you get here to church whether it be sundays, wednesday evenings whatever, please bring your child to the check ins area, okay? That way you get that tag cuz again, without that tag you don't get your child back. So um and try to be a little bit early. I mean, we'll have people there, but you know, it should only take a minute or two to check in. Not even I mean not even that long. It's pretty simple, pretty fast. Um but depending on the line, you know, it might take a little bit longer, but um The one thing that we're going to institute is, you know, we we don't want the kids to leave that children's wing uh, until a parent or their guardian or whoever it is is coming to get them. If it's an older sibling, make sure that older sibling has that tag so they can get them out as well, okay? Because what we're trying to do is eliminate anyone from going back there uh, that really doesn't need to be back there. uh, Because we got, it's already kind of, the traffic's kind of congested a little bit. So if we got people back there for just because, it really doesn't help out us. It doesn't help us out very much. So, um, you know, you'll notice on the tag, it's got a little ID. Uh, it's a special ID just for your kid. Okay, no other kid has that. So, um, unless you have multiple kids, and then you have the same ID. But that's how we're going to check them out. We'll look at that tag, and we'll check your child's tag as well, just to make sure those IDs uh, match. And then you get to have your child back. So. Uh, there will be a letter sent out as well explaining it more in detail, so be looking for that. Um, if you have any questions, please feel free to stop me. Uh, I'll be glad to answer any questions. We just The biggest thing was we, we just want to make sure your kids are safe when they're here. And we want to give you guys the peace of mind knowing that your kids are in good care while you have them here with us, okay? So uh, we just uh, feel like very strongly that this is something that we need to institute and implement and uh, so we're moving forward with it, okay? So, uh, be looking for the letter. If you have any questions, come find me. Last thing: if you have a fifth or sixth grader, camp forms are due today. Oops, Oops. <laughs> I'm good. I got, okay, yeah, got that. I got
1: a walking mic. A um, couple things, real quick. I wanted to highlight for you. Next Sunday is daylight savings. That's the one you want to boo. You lose that hour. So, uh, uh, see you first one in November to get it back, so that's a long stretch, but daylight saving, so don't forget, because you don't want to walk in and, and wave at me at invitation, okay, hi, how are you, good to have you all with us today, uh, that, that's kind of weird, because I can see you, and you can see me, but nobody else knows, but still, you know, so uh, if you don't want to wave at me during an invitation, set that clock right, uh, also remember that the week of spring break, which is the 11th through the 15th, correct? Ten, thank you. See the teachers, boy. No boy. Um, that Wednesday night, we do not have activities. Okay, we take that week off for spring break, enjoy family, that kind of thing. So, I just wanted to mention that. Um, and also, let me mention um, the mission opportunities. You see that printed. Don't forget those. If that resonates with you, you're interested in that. Please see James on that. And then I'm not going to say anything about those that Easter service times, but just understand that day, Easter. Sunday, okay, that morning, there are two worship services, an 8.30 and a 10.15, there is zero Sunday school, no life groups, okay, no life groups, two worship services, and I'll give you more instructions and tell you a little bit more about that in the coming days, but just kind of highlight that, 8.30, 15 on Easter, okay, all right, all right. Uh, hey, let's stand. Let's go back out in the sleep, Amen. Hey, really good to see you today. Thanks for the effort that you made. Okay, love you to death, church. Paxton, get us out of here,
0: buddy. Well, we've been praying for moisture, amen. I'm going to say that again. We've been praying for moisture, amen. We got a little start on it today, but I just am thinking we need to keep on praying. You know what I'm saying? Um, So we'll do that. Father, we just love you, God. We thank you for um, just for your presence in the house of the Lord. It's so good to be in your house as just the, the the children of of God and the family of God, Lord, together. God, I pray that as we leave today, you'd give everyone safety as they go their separate ways. Um, and Lord God, I pray that, that your praise would be on our lips this week. Uh, I just pray that we'd have a mental picture this week, God, of... Of, of praise being on our lips, almost like a honey stuck to our lips, that there'd be praise on our lips Monday and Tuesday and every day this week, that there'd be praise. Your praise would be on our lips this week, God. I, I just pray that you'd anoint our lips with your praise this week, Lord. Um, God, we do thank you for the moisture. Thank you for the mo- more moisture that's coming today and tonight. and But God, we pray that you'd open up the heavens. We declare in Jesus' name that you'd break the drought in our land, and that you'd send your rain once again, that you'd send your, your moisture once again. We'll take it in any form, and we won't complain. We'll be quick to give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. 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 God bless you. Have a wonderful week.